Once I turn it on There's no stopping me once I get going Put a can in my hand, man, I'm wide ass open The tick-tock of that clock is like a time bomb By half past ten, I'm half past tipsy At quarter to twelve, man, I done had plenty The countdown's on when the first beer hits me Five, four, three, two, one, two minutes what up what up what is up everybody it's your favorite podcast out there ever don't listen to what all those other shows out there are telling you um it's your boy beach it's your boy bill and it's your favorite podcast it is chaos on the rocks uh this is episode number 21 we are all set and ready to rock and roll we got a great slate of uh stuff to get to here today but first and foremost as we always do here on the show you got to check in on everyone see how uh see how things are in the world bill what's going on with you over there big man not much i am doing good in the neighborhood there you go there you go we like that we we don't want to hear complaints we want to hear everyone's doing a-okay everyone's moving along and uh you know living their best life um, much like yourself, a couple of weeks ago, started a new job today. So, uh, you know, we're, we're off on a new adventure. We're looking forward to it. Um, and more importantly is it comes with, uh, some fantastic, uh, benefits because, you know, you turn 26 and, uh, uncle Sam says, Nope, screw you time to uh, be a grown up, And, uh, you gotta, you gotta get your own health insurance. So, here we are. Turned twenty six last week, and uh, yeah, we're uh, we're we're on our venture to to our own health insurance. So, uh, but anyways, all right, we got a lot of stuff that we want to get to here today. Um, Bill, we're going to lead off with uh, you know, as we always do, we are called Chaos on the Rocks. We like to serve up hot takes on the rocks the way they're meant to be enjoyed. Um, you uh, you enjoy. A cold beverage every once in a while, right? Yeah, I, I do find myself dabbling in the uh, in the uh, carbonated hops okay. beverage society. Okay, well, I got a story for you here. This uh, comes out of uh, Cambridgeshire, England. So on the other side of the pond, um, the Guinness World Record has been set. Matt Ellis again, of Cambridgeshire, England, set a Guinness World Record by visiting 51 establishments in 8 hours, 52 minutes, and 37 seconds. Now, the rules for this were pretty plain and simple. Uh, he had to consume 4.2 ounces of any beverage any beverage at all now whether or not that was dedicated just strictly to beer and liquor i don't know um when it says any beverage i kind of assumed that you know maybe he was mixing in a water every once in a while um you know where he was visiting 51 establishments in such a short time frame you may want to consider mixing in a uh a water, and I also hope that he had a designated driver because we do not condone 
drinking and driving here on Chaos on the Rocks. Um, but anyways, evidence from uh, the pub crawl was submitted to Guinness uh, for official world record certification. Uh, he had witnesses with him at every stop and watched him consume 4.2 ounces of any beverage. Um, there was no official record uh, ahead of time going into this. Um, so Guinness kind of said it saying he had to visit no less than 50 spots in 12 hours, but he kind of one up them by visiting 51 in eight hours, which is insane. Um, I am no math whiz, but that's just over four an hour. If I'm not mistaken, uh, right? 51, eight goes into 48, uh, six times. Okay, so that's over six an hour. That's so that's even that's even more impressive. So he's pretty much looking at the math, right? You're probably in there for about 10 minutes at, at most. It, it kind of seems about right. Um, but anyways, my question for you is if we were looking at this and it's just strictly beers that he was consuming, uh, how many beers do you think you could drink in 24 hours? If you were trying to break this world record, I'll give you 24 hours if you need it. But if you think he could do it in less, I'll hear that answer as well. There's no way I could do it in less. I feel like in a night I have drank at most, I think my my highest count ever has been 18. And after 18 and probably about a six-ish hour span, you get, uh, you get pretty stumbly and full. That's the thing people don't remember is about beers, is beers fill you up yep. very quickly. And they're carbonated, so they gas you up too. I think if I was given 24 hours, I don't necessarily think I could beat this record. Um, I could probably do, I, I would say, I would give myself maybe closer to 40. I would attempt to do two an hour. I, I think I could get maybe close, but again, the thing is, is with drinking water and obviously eating, because if you're not eating, you're just going to, yeah, you're die. screwed. If you're um, not mixing in some food or water. Yeah. I, I think I'd give myself 40. I, I, can I do 40? Probably not, but I, I would like to think I might be able to maybe, maybe give me like, let me dial it back three years back to when I was in college and I probably could definitely do 40. <laughs> I think a lot of people would probably sit here and say the same thing, right? If they were in college that they could very easily kind of hit that, hit that number with that in mind, are you switching it up with what you're drinking at each location? Or are you just going to kind of stick to the same beverage of choice just to keep it consistent? Cause that's the other thing too, right? You think about it. If you're mixing up, you know, you're going from Bud Light to IPAs to Guinness, which is a heavy draft. That's a stout. That's a long, long time for you to be drinking that mixture. I'd be drinking PBRs, Bud Lights, Coors Lights, Mick Ultras. I'd be drinking the light beers. 
I, I, I would consider doing a cocktail though, because you could always get the inconsistent pours and you could always, the only thing about doing cocktails too is the old saying of liquor before beer, you're in the clear. So yeah. you could always switch to beer whenever you wanted to, but you can't go beer before liquor because you'll never be sick. Um, with the whole inconsistent pours thing though, right? Yeah, sure. You could get the one guy that has a light pour, but what happens if you get the one guy that has a heavy pour and, you know, your first, say, your first three locations, right, that you go to pay a visit to, and all three guys have a little bit of a heavier pour, and all of a sudden by stop like six or seven, you're really regretting getting those first couple of mixies in you. Very true. Very true. Yeah, so maybe I would stick with beer then at that point, straight beer. Because that way you know what you're getting. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in that I'm in that boat too. I if I had 24 hours, I could very easily beat this record. I know I could. I am that confident in myself. Um, again, same thing as you. Sticking to the lighter beers, Coors Light, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra. You know, maybe throw in a Corona in there as well make you feel like you're sitting on a beach in Mexico. If you know you're stuck in a 40 degree dreary day, whether it's over on the other side of the pond over in England, or you're here locally uh, for us, you know, there's nothing worse when you're looking outside and it's just been raining all day. The clouds are rolling it through and there's not a spot of sunlight in sight. So um, yeah, but give myself 24 hours. I, uh, I, I, Definitely think I could take down this record. Uh, maybe this is something that we should try. Have you ever heard of the 6, 12, 18, 24 challenge? I think I have, but just refresh my mind and, and let the people out there know what it is. Uh, once you get into it, I'm pretty sure I, I just a little foggy at the moment. So essentially it's a 24 hour challenge where you have to complete four tasks. Beers consumed, donuts consumed, miles run, and jerk offs. Oh, yes. I have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So hearing this kind of makes me think of that because I've always thought that I think I would put the beers at the maximum number. But you got to remember, that's assuming you're going to do one beer an hour. And that's tough because there's going to obviously you're going to need to sleep. So. You know, I've always thought of I set in a line for 12, force myself to wake up, crack two beers, eat a donut, catch a kiss, go to sleep, wake up, two more beers, another donut, catch another kiss. So the real question is, would you which which would you do for your lowest number? You said running was an option, right? So so I've heard so people have always said run. But I would always I would accept walking because I would want to walk. Okay, but I, yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I might have to I'd choose walk, walking yeah. and running for the for the lowest mileage one. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no way I'm running 24 miles or walking. I've heard people. I've heard people say, "Oh, well, you have to you have to catch your kids every every two hours." And then it's like, okay. I mean, <laughs> 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 hate to be that guy, but yeah, okay. 
That doesn't sound <laughs> impossible. <laughs> At some point in time, it's going to be like starting a fire. Right. Well, do it when I'm young and fertile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. That 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 challenge too is also always, you know, drawn an ire from a lot of young males. You know, like, oh yeah, I could do that easily. When it's like, ooh, could you really though? Yeah, the, and if, the you, run, if you the did, run if you did it right, toughest. if you did it right, would you record or like not all oh, yeah, aspects yeah. here? But would you like document, you know, oh, three quarters of it? Absolutely. Okay. You have to. I I just like have like the the bedroom or bathroom door closing behind me as representation of the uh, okay <laughs> of of the salad being mixed. Okay. Okay. Well, that's um, that's one way to put it. So, I mean, again, shout out to shout out to Matt Ellis of Cambridgeshire, England, who set the world record. You know, long may his record reign until me or Bill takes it down, and uh, we'll 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 stand on top one day with all this. But all right, Bill, it's uh, it's that time of the uh, episode once again. Um, another NFL week has come and gone. That means it's time for the one and only Chaos on the Rocks Fantasy Football Blitz. Uh-huh. Hey. All right, Bill, uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want to go first this week, or do you want me to go first? Uh, do you have good news, bad news, or mediocre news for the people? Um, I think I'm, like, right in the middle. Okay, so, so mediocre news? Mediocre. So I'll, I'll let you go first, because I have some – I got good news. Could have been great news, but I have some good news in uh, regards so, to the fantasy league. So uh, I went two and two this week. Not horrible. Got actually got big wins in the leagues. I need to get big wins in. Uh, I had a 146 to 108 matchup that was uh, largely won due to the efforts of Mark Andrews last night, uh, or at least last night at the time of recording. Uh, I had another big win in a league where I was one and three, and the guy started Dalvin Cook, but it didn't matter because his team put up a 50 bomb regardless. His backup running back would have only put up about six points because his bench stinks. My team put up 117, uh, which is pretty respectable. That beat about half the people in the leagues, so I'm not too hurt by having uh, you know this guy drop a 50-burger on me. And then I lost in one league 145 to 130. That was another good matchup. Um, you know, my, my, my studs really didn't come out and play little unfortunate, you know, I, uh, I unfortunately am one of those guys that has Clyde in way more leagues than I want to. And now he is on the IR. And then in my last league, uh, I lost due to the efforts of Mark Andrews. So, uh, I, I lived by Mark Andrews and died by Mark Andrews, which is okay. That's is what it is. That's how fantasy football cookie crumbles. That's what you get for having a lot of leagues. You're going to go against your guys one day and they're going to pop off and it's mm-hmm. going to help you and hurt you. And you can't be upset about it. 
But I was uh, part of the lucky few who have uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who is now on the injured reserve. Also on the injured reserve for one of my teams is David Montgomery. So that team is not looking too hot right now. However, um, I was able to ride the hot hand of one Madison in, in a league. So Madison, thank you very much. And of course, I was the motherfucker who instilled hope in Miles Gaskin, by the way. You cannot say that last week I told Miles Gaskin to get his fucking That's, shit yeah. together. Very I said factual. to this man, you Very and factual. your team need to get their shit together. And of course I had him on my bench because I'm not going to start the guy that got 0.3 points. And then this dude dropped a 31 bomb because he was the only person to catch balls for Miami that, that game for some reason. So, so I don't know. I, I, he is a must start for me this week though. And I'm going to live by Miles Gaskin or die by Miles Gaskin. That's that's where I'm at right now because I, mm-hmm. I don't have Clyde anymore. So I don't have my my go to RB2. Everybody was saying this going into this week. Start Clyde. Start Clyde. He's on the come up now. He's on the come up now. And then this dude goes, tears his or sprains his MCL, I believe is what his injury is. And now he is riding my injured reserve. Yeah. Um, so we'll start. We'll start my uh, my Yahoo leagues. Um, one league, I was the beneficiary of, uh, Tom Brady throwing five touchdown passes against the Miami dolphins. Um, my other fantasy league, I was the beneficiary of Justin Herbert, absolutely snapping and going off in a, what was a barn burner of a game between the Browns and the chargers. So I won both of my Yahoo leagues, uh, three and two and one and avoided a one and four start in the other. So I'm two and three and three and two in my two Yahoo leagues. Flipping over to ESPN. This is where things get a little dicey. I lost Saquon Barkley this week. I lost Juju Smith-Schuster this week. Both on the same team. Juju finished with six-tenths of a point. Saquon finished with nine-tenths of a point. I had a 21-point lead going into last night. Then came Jonathan Taylor. 53 uh, 53 yards, two total touchdowns. He's got 31 points. I end up losing by 11. That hurt. I fell to one and four. On the other hand, I kicked the ever-living dog snot out of my sister. Yes, that's a humble brag. I kicked my sister's ass in fantasy football, but that's actually because she does know what she's doing when it comes to fantasy. Um, she kind of pays attention. She pays attention to different aspects of the game and, you know, she'll pay attention to the waiver wire, watch different news stuff and really does follow along. Um, 145 to 82 was the beatdown that I put on her. Um, so, Little, uh, little, little over 60 points or 63 points. I beat her by hey, that's kind of fitting. I wore 63 in high school for uh, in, in ball for football. Um, unfortunately, my starting quarterback in this league got injured as well. Russ injured his finger on Thursday night, so he's out for four weeks. 
luckily for me at the start of the season, I was, you know, a little cautious. And then uh, like week two into the season, nobody had picked up this guy. So I grabbed them when they were off to a hot start. I got Derek Carr. Uh, and then I also have Trey Lance and Jimmy G is out and who knows what his status is going to be. So I have a couple of options this week. It's just a question of who I want to play more. Uh, taking a look at matchups this week. Oh, I can't play Trey Lance because they're on a buy. Derek Carr is going to Denver. So it looks like looks like Derek Carr is going to have to be moved into my starting lineup. Um, but that's all right. I got a couple of other. Does somebody in your league already have Heineke? Ooh, let me take a look. Let me I think take... Heineke could be a good start. Tua is also coming off IR this week. If you're willing to take the gamble. Yeah, somebody already has him. So, um, but no, I think, I don't, I don't know. Derek Carr. Uh, I like Derek Carr this year. I mean, Denver's playing at home. They're playing in Denver. So you're going to get a lot more air onto the ball. I think, I think the Raiders, you know, the Raiders are going to come out and start slinging it. I mean, like what happened with Gruden this week. So, you know, it, 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 quite it, the story it, in itself there. Yeah. Which, if you haven't, we're not getting into it. Go Google it. Um, but so I am. Uh, I'm four and one. I'm sitting atop. Me and uh, me and two other two other guys in this league are sitting at four and one. So, it's uh, it's it's getting interesting here as uh, we start to come up on the halfway point. It's hard to believe that we've already got five weeks of the NFL season behind us, and um, so yeah. You know, I also uh, just want to shout out Big Bill real quick. He won uh, our pick this week. Hey, so that's a quick one G for him. Uh, I, I unfortunately am just doing complete dog shit in the pick I purposefully chose all the losers this week and I got four wins. So that just proves I know nothing about the NFL. Or technically it means I know everything about the NFL because I only picked four winners this week. So. Uh, by, dude, by purpose for choosing do me a, do me a favor text me on sunday okay or whenever you got to get your picks in and i'll help you go through nope i always make them on tuesdays that's oh, my rule okay. okay i always make them on tuesdays when pick, I'm a, my pick them and forget them okay yep i'm a set okay. it and forget it guy go with your gut yeah all right so who'd you go with this week i'm putting you on the spot i want to i want to know who you took this week I'll tell I'll tell you whether or not I'd agree with them. I got you. I got you. So we do pick them against the spread. Just as a okay fair warning for some of these picks, because if it was just straight up, I think if it was just straight up, it'd be a little easier. But mm-hmm. I I like that you pick them against the spread because it kind of just really makes you pay more attention to what you're doing. Yes, you absolutely have to. All right. So. Uh, I picked Philadelphia plus seven over Tampa Bay. Nope. I think Philly at home is a lock, personally. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be very good. 
Uh, I picked Miami minus three and a half against Jacksonville because Jacksonville okay. stinks. Jacksonville's garbage. I picked Kansas City minus six and a half against Washington because Washington stinks. Yep. I picked the New York football giants plus 10 and a half over the Los Angeles. That's Rams. not a terrible pick. I don't think it is. Either. The Rams coming west to east. Rams especially after, especially sorry, after a no, big division game. Yep. Yep. Uh, I am taking Houston plus 10 going to Indianapolis. Both those teams are terrible. So either either one, I think, you know. I'm taking the points. If it's a 10, 10 plus spread, I always take yeah. the points. I'm taking Cincy minus three against Detroit at home. Okay. The Lions are also garbage. Yep. I'm taking Green Bay minus four and a half, and they are traveling to Chicago. I Green Bay doesn't lose to Chicago. So, yeah, I, I don't see them winning by any less than four and a half points. Uh, I am taking Baltimore minus three and a half. They are at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, I mean, yeah, they, they looked pretty good last night or Monday night in um, on Monday night football in that comeback. But I mean, the Chargers also just put up 50 on on Cleveland. Their offense looks like it's cruising right now. Yeah, I, I just like Baltimore. I actually haven't picked Baltimore at all this year. Fun okay. fact. So that's why I want to pick Baltimore for this week. Uh-huh. Uh, I am taking Carolina minus one at home against Minnesota. That's that's just a toss-up. I think yeah, Carolina is going to win at home there. Yeah. Arizona, I am taking plus two and a half against Cleveland, which I honestly think is kind of shocking that Arizona isn't getting or is getting points in this scenario. How, I yeah, think how's, Cle- how's Cleveland the home team? Uh, the Cleveland's probably only getting two and a half because they're or giving two and a half because they're the home team. Yeah, which I think is pretty shocking personally. But I, I think Arizona is a lock there anyway. I think they're going to continue to dominate as they somehow have. I mean, I, they're a good team. I can't say somehow. Uh, Los Angeles, or sorry, the Las Vegas Raiders, I am taking plus three and a half against Denver at home. That one I'm a little up in the air about because I think Denver's a really good football team. But I also think Las Vegas has really kind of started to get it together. But Las Vegas also just lost their head coach. So. Uh, that one yeah, but that also could be motivation, right? Very true. Very true. Uh, I am taking Dallas minus four against the Patriots at home. I well, oh, dude, after, after the debacle, the, I wasn't impressed. Yeah, after the debacle that the Patriots had to deal with on Sunday in, in Houston, absolutely. I don't blame you for taking Dallas. I was not impressed. A team like Houston, that shouldn't be happening. Uh, I am taking Pittsburgh minus five against Seattle because Seattle, Geno Smith fucking sucks. I'm not going to say he stinks. Geno Smith, I, as somebody that has only played high school football in my life, you are not that great at the game of football. Sorry, but y- you you threw away the game last week. That was just an, actually unacceptable. I yeah, understand the, Tyler Lockett got picked At the same but, time, if you have Russell Wilson standing on the sideline next to his head coach telling him, coach, let me go back in the game, and I understand that it's still early on in the season, you can kind of be a little bit more cautious with this whole situation. If you're Pete Carroll, you got to play Russell back. you got to put Russell back in that ball game. I'm telling you, Pete Carroll is the one of the worst head coaches in, in, in football. He, he cannot win big games. Pete Carroll is the worst at coming back from games and winning big games. It, it's a fact. You, you cannot prove it otherwise to me. There was a game last year, I believe it was against the Saints, where Seattle, all they literally had to do, again, 
They had like five yards to go. And Pete Carroll just called the worst fucking plays for five yards to go to go ahead and win the game. I'm not going to say that I would have won the week if Seattle won because I definitely would have. But Pete Carroll just fucking stinks. It was like a, a major matchup, NFC matchup. And he just choked because Pete Carroll is not a good head coach in big, in big pressure situations. And I took Buffalo minus five and a half against Tennessee. Cause I think Buffalo is, I think that's going to be a really high scoring game. And yeah. I think that Buffalo just needs a big win like that on Monday night. Well, dude, they, so just, got one, they just got one on Sunday night. That's what I'm saying. I think Buffalo needs to ride that wave of momentum. I think Buffalo had a bigger expectations coming into the season. And, you know, not that they're horrible, but I I think that Buffalo needs to – week five, week six is going to be pretty pivotal for for them. Um, All right. Well, yeah. Uh, Speaking of the Patriots debacle on Sunday, yeah, um, I'm still alive in the survivor pool. Didn't think I was going to be that way for a while because I took the Patriots on Sunday and I was sitting there about halfway through that third quarter. I'm like, oh boy, this is it. I'm done. It's over with. Write my obituary. Um, and then, yeah, the, the horseshoe got pulled out of the ass and next thing you know, they're they're competing again. So, But I'm alive. Uh, 55 of us with a pot of 2800 bucks. So almost three grand available for grabs. Um, it's uh, it's I'm hoping I'm hoping I can be just in the final group of people, even if I have to split that with like four or five other people, dude. That would be uh, that would be huge. So um, hoping my survivor luck runs a little runs a little further. Uh, I did win a college March Madness pick them. Survivor pool back uh, at the start of the new year. Uh, don't ask me how. I managed to pick every team literally the game before they got eliminated. Uh, and it was just ride and die. Let it go. Um, so that's kind of where we're at. But. All right, Bill. Uh, we have a couple of things we want to get to uh, before we get to our next news story. Again, we do want to remind you, you can find us on social medias. All over the place. You can find us on Twitter at chaosotr underscore pod at chaos on the rocks pod on Instagram. You can find Bill on Twitter at B you mean, and you can find myself at Ian Bo. Uh, reach out to us. Let us know what's going on in your world. Share stories. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about here on the pod. Uh, we're always open to topics from anybody about anything and anywhere in the world or in the universe. If uh, there's some extraterrestrial life out there, you might know about, but anyways, with that in mind, Bill uh, in high school, right. For both of us, we, uh, we knew some people that had some uh, pretty interesting choice of rides to and from school. Would you say not? Yes. uh, Especially the 7 a.m. truck lineup that would always go on in the back parking lot. That was always always the fun uh, annoyance of the morning. Always. You know, and then you get all the, you see all the diesel smoke and you'd smell all the diesel smoke. It was, uh, it was always an interesting time in those parking lots. 
Shout out the tech. Yeah, shout out the tech. Fake um, rednecks. But all right, so we're gonna kind of stay on that interesting topic here. Uh, an Ohio dad uses uh, a limousine to help help offset a school bus shortage. Uh, this story comes to us uh, from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, so a dad whose kids missed a day of school because of a statewide bus driver shortage is helping neighborhood children get to and from school with a limousine. Sean Rogers of Columbus said his children missed school uh, one day when their bus driver never showed up to take them to Graham Elementary. Actually, I don't know if I should really be saying the school, but oh, well. Um, so he posted on Facebook to see if any local parents uh, wanted their kids to be driven to school in a limousine borrowed from the father's limo service. Um, Rogers said he soon received dozens of responses that led to his giving 25 kids a ride on the following Monday uh, with the number increasing to 42 the next day on Tuesday. Everybody always wants to say, let's help the community. Let's stop this, vi- uh, this violence, that type of stuff, blah, blah, blah. But I feel like a big step of stopping the violence and such in neighborhoods is getting kids to school instead of letting them skip school and go out and get into trouble. Uh, a bus driver shortage has been taking place across Ohio uh, and in the Columbus school districts. Um, the superintendent said at a board meeting that 15 to 20 percent of the district's, district's driver uh, driver list called out nearly every day last week. Um, the school district is looking into alternative transportation options. Uh, to quote our team of advocates at the state level uh, looking for measures that would enable us to provide improvised transportation service that include the use of vans and additional certifications from opportunities and training. So, Bill, with that in mind, and again, kudos to this father who just wants to see his kids and other young kids in the neighborhood get to and from school safely and learn and be in a positive environment. If you could drive any vehicle with wheels. So again, this, there are no rules, you know, the, again, this is chaos on the rocks. There are no rules. There are no regulations. We're just talking about whatever our hearts desire. If you could drive any vehicle with wheels on the road to school, what kind of vehicle would you choose? Hmm. I have a few ideas. I'll take a couple. My number one answer, I think, would be Lightning McQueen. My number two answer would be Bumblebee. Or probably Optimus Prime, actually. I'm not going to say Bumblebee. Bumblebee is the mainstream answer. Optimus dude, Prime, so hold on. With Optimus Prime, dude, the paint job, the flames on the front, gas. And then my third option would be the Warthog from Halo. Okay. Okay. I have a turret on the back of that bitch. <laughs> um, my first option, you know, you knowing me, being a hockey guy, give me a Zamboni. I'll ri- I'll rip that bitch to school every day. You know, you know, and during the winter time, you could set up a rink outdoors. 
recess time, go out, cut a quick sheet, go out and get a quick skate in, you know, have some fun, get some fresh air, play some outdoor hockey. Um, second option, the Batmobile. Think about how sick it would be to show up in the Batmobile at school. Um, and then a third option. Now, hear me out. So this technically doesn't have wheels, but the Goodyear blimp. Fly the Goodyear blimp to school. You broke your only rule. Your, the only rule was that I need to have wheels. Okay. You said there was no rules, but that was the only rule. No, there are no rules. Fine, there are no rules. That's a pretty good answer, then. Blimps are dangerous, though. Yeah. Just look at the... Uh, you better watch out, though. I'm going to pull up on my warthog and go... <laughs> that, uh, that, yeah, the, I'll go uh, Zamboni, Batmobile, and then uh, the Goodyear Blimp are my uh, my choices at, uh, at a vehicle. Where'd you park it? The Blimp? Yeah. Football field. I was going to say, would you just go on top of something? You just go on top of the school at that point, too. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Hey, m- move your blimp. Sorry. But the individual with the blimp parked on the roof, please move your vehicle or we will have it imploded or popped, I should say, or we will pop the blimp. <laughs> a blimp. Interesting. Yeah. Why would I, mean, why would why you just go with like a normal plane? Nah, because everybody, I mean, come on. Normal planes? Well, you could get like a fighter jet or something like that. AC-130. Nah, blimps, dude. Haven't you ever wanted to try and go up and ride in a Goodyear blimp? I feel like I've thought about doing a hot air balloon more than I have about a blimp. Nope. If I'm going to be flying, I want to be enclosed in something. Blimp. It's a fun word to say. Blimps. That's like um, a good Scrabble word. You pull that one out of your back pocket. Yeah. Keep that in mind. So, but all right. So that's, that's that. We'll, uh, we got some, uh, some interesting choices of rides to, uh, to school. If we could go back and use any kind of transportation mode, I guess is probably the better way to put it instead of uh, any vehicle with wheels. Um, so, but, all right, Bill, on uh, on Tuesday night, you know me, again, big hockey guy, um, hence the backdrop behind me, you know, um, hence the hat, uh, hence what's currently on the television. The NHL season has officially returned. And with that, the NHL season in the NHL on ESPN theme song has returned. Take a moment, listen to these tunes just for yourself, and uh, we will pick up this story just on the other side. I got to just load up the tunage here. I had it all set to go, and then my thing decided to pause and 
not work. So here we go. We got this. But, Bill, I got an interesting fact for you. The last time this theme song was aired on television for hockey was back in June of 2004. Patrice Bergeron just concluded his rookie season with the Boston Bruins. It has been 17 years since the NHL on ESPN has been the thing. Um, I love that tune. I will never get sick and tired of hearing it when they announced this back at the start, uh, back in May slash June, whenever they officially came out and announced that ESPN was going to have the broadcasting rights again. The first commercial they aired was just a black screen with the music playing and the NHL logo just slowly appeared on the screen, which was awesome. It was cool. Um, But my question here, and this will be our discussion question of the week on Instagram. Again, find us on Instagram at chaos on the rocks pod, head on over there and let us know what you think. Uh, What is your favorite TV theme music in TV history? This could be a sports tune. It could be, you know, the NHL and ESPN. It could be the uh, NFL on Fox, NFL on CBS, um, or it could just be a regular television theme song like the office. Um, Maybe you like the walking dead, which is some of that creepy, you know, Halloween-ish type music. Um, but yeah, what's your what's your uh, all-time favorite television theme tunes? What a tough question. The first one that really comes to mind to me is the uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia theme song. Good tune, yep. Uh, it just puts me at ease. Um, one that I'm sure you're probably going to say as well. Uh, the Sopranos does have just a, a banger oh, of an intro, banger song. of a tune. Uh, speaking of which, have you have you uh, ever, have you gotten into that? Did you watch that? The Sopranos. Have you started watching it? Yes, I have started watching. Okay. it. I have not finished it though. Okay, whereabouts are you? What season? Still one. Oh, guy. I know you're a busy man. Busy I was man. Many. Say, when, when do I have time to watch? Many things? Th- many things on your plate. I know. I know. But go ahead. Um, try to think what else. Uh, the office is a classic too, but I don't want to say the office. That's basic. What about you? Um, a good classic one that comes to mind for me, uh, is that 70s show. That was always a catchy one. Um, which actually they just came out last week, I believe, and they announced that they're doing a uh, a spinoff called That 90s Show. Mm-hmm. It's supposedly well. with Eric and uh, Eric and Donna's kid who goes to live in Point Place, Wisconsin for the summer. Um, and, and Red and Kitty Foreman, the, uh, the original actor and actress, uh, are going to be back to reprise their roles in that show. It'll be on Netflix. Um, I'll, I'll probably watch it just to kind of see what it is and just see how you know what what kind of innuendos and different throwbacks and um easter eggs kind of get thrown in there you know um things like that if they're going to try and group together some some characters that maybe have some similar traits to those that eric hung out with um 
so that that was a pretty good one. You already mentioned um, you already mentioned the Sopranos. Um, yeah, there's a, the the Friends as well. Um, I have two sleepers that I thought of. Okay, go ahead. Full House. Ooh. And George Lopez. Oh, dude. Remember as a kid when you'd fall asleep on the couch and all of a sudden you'd wake up in the middle of the night and it was like 2.30 in the morning and you'd see the George Lopez show um, on Nick at night on your television? Yep. Low Rider would be blaring through the TV speakers. Yeah. Um, here's a, here's a, I don't want to call it a sleeper cause it was a very, very watched program in my house. Um, it still is, um, Jeopardy, the Jeopardy theme. Um, that is indeed a classic. If I was thinking of like a TV show, like a, almost like a series, um, NCIS had a good one. I don't know if you were ever an NCIS guy or you ever watched that at any point in time. That was a pretty good one as well. Um, the X-Files one is also a classic at that point. So. X-Files, yep. Um, the CSIs as well, they used a couple of different uh, songs by The Who. Um, the Who, they used Baba O'Reilly for CSI New York. Um, they used Who Are You for the original CSI that's set out in Vegas. And then they used uh, Won't Get Fooled Again for CSI Miami. Those were all pretty good. And they they picked the, they, obviously, when it comes to writing, you want to grab a catchy portion of a song if you're going to use it for television purposes. But um, they they use good guitar riffs and good good portions of the chorus for, for those. Um, oh, I just thought of another real good sleeper, uh, The Muppet Show. You never you ever heard the Muppet Show one? I know what the Muppet Show is. I, I the yeah. theme song does not jump off the top okay. of my brain. When you get it, when you get a when you get a chance, uh, Google that. Um, I just pulled up a list with some other good ones here too. Um, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Classic. That's another, that's another classic. Um, and then you know, you got the Simpsons as well. Um, or then another local one for us. Cheers. You know. Set here, set here in uh, Massachusetts. So, um, but if I had to pick my all-time favorite, it's The Sopranos. You you mentioned it already. Great tune. You know, I always found myself singing along with it. Didn't matter whether it was the first episode I was watching of the day, or the, like the sixth or seventh. Which actually, I can't say that because I usually it was usually just one or two, sometimes three, if it was like a Sunday afternoon and there wasn't a whole lot going on. But. Um, I would say the Sopranos is definitely up there for me, but again, head on over to our Instagram page at chaos on the rocks pod. Take part in the discussion. Let us know what some of your favorite uh, TV themes are. Hopefully we, uh, you know, we covered some of the ones that you might've listed, but if not hit us up on there and, uh, and let us know what you think. So, all right, but we got one, uh, we got one thing left on our agenda. Uh, this kind of falls into your, uh, your portfolio, I would say, right from your uh, from your days in the trade school, uh, with with CAD, right? Kinda, sorta. No, 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 no. Trust me, I do not know how to do art. Um, 
CAD, so CAD stands for computer automated drafting. Drafting is more the actual creation of a drawing of a part based off of dimensions and other factors of it, fill materials, general materials of the product, whatever the customer wants, essentially. Yeah. Uh, I mean, does it translate? It might. Uh, I did have to learn hand drafting and I am familiar with the techniques of hand drafting. So I'm sure at some point that carries over. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't necessarily say that CAD and art correlate. Okay. So, well, anyways, this story, um, this goes back a couple of weeks, so it's a little outdated. Just came across it the other day. Um, comes to us from Denmark. Um, an artist cashed in two complete blank canvases for a lump sum of $84,000. He titled the two canvases, take the money and run. Uh, The money was supposed to be used uh, to create modern art. And it was, but not in the way that a Danish museum had expected it. When an artist gave the equivalent of $84,000 worth of art in return, they received two empty canvases. The artist, and I hope I'm not butchering this, Jean Jens Hanning, sounds about right, says the blank canvases make up a new work of art titled, again, Take the Money and Run, that he calls a uh, commentary on poor wages. One thing it's not, he says, is a theft. Uh, the quote here says it's a breach of contract, and a breach of contract is part of the work. Um the work is that I have taken their money, Hanning said. Um, the Kunsten Museum of Modern Art isn't satisfied with the explanation, but that hasn't stopped it from displaying the two canvases as part of its exhibition called Work It Out, which explores people's relationship with work. So, Bill, my question here to you and to the people at home, again, you can feel free to message us on this as well if you have some thoughts you'd like to share. What is the best drawing you could probably get away with that would be considered a work of art? I'm not a particularly good drawer. I'm, I'm going to preface with that. If you're not a good drawer, I can't even begin to equate what I would be. So I, I think digitally I do my art better, but for actual like drawing it and presenting it to like a museum, I probably can draw. Mm-mm. I can draw a pretty mean duck. Okay. My, my drawing method for a duck is very simple. I'll teach you all how to draw a duck right now. Ready? So you're going to want to start with the tail. It's just like a little, like a, a curve, a curved, uh, greater than sign on the butt of the of the, the of the tail, right? On the so butt curved, of the duck, curved greater than sign, and you're gonna want to go under. So you're gonna want to start from the back, go up and down. So you're gonna want to continue to the underbelly of the duck, and you just want to make it like a nice little curve. You want to make that line go up to about equal to where the tip of your butt is, and then you're gonna want to kind of turn it in. 
and then turn it back out pretty immediately to kind of start forming the head of the duck. And then you want to just kind of make it all look good. You want to start forming the head. And uh, if you do it right, which I didn't do, you can start to see the, the form of the duct take itself. And you'll notice as well, you have a pretty nice area to make the beak. So all you got to do on that front end there is just make a little another uh, less than sign to close the beak on that curve you made. Give them a little eyeball. Close that beak if you want to. Give them a little wing. And bada bing, bada boom. You got a duck. Wow, that's that's pretty impressive, Bill. It actually kind of looks like the Twitter bird. It does kind of look like the Twitter bird. Yeah. It kind of looks like the Twitter bird. Not gonna lie. Um yeah, I'm not a very good drawer. Um, I would probably say the best thing I could give you or anybody out there that ever want to pay me, I could probably draw you a pretty good Bruins logo just because I've drawn like six gazillion of them. You know, all you got to do is draw a B, add uh, eight spokes, put it in, put close it in a circle, and then just give it a little dimension, shade in, shade in some black, you know, add a little yellow. Um, I, I would say that's probably the, uh, the best that, uh, the best that I could do there. I'm not, uh, I'm not very good when it comes to the artistic aspect of, uh, of things. Um, yeah, I'll never claim to be an artist. People who can draw well, I applaud you. Seriously. The, uh, talent to have. Yeah. You know, um, I do remember when I paid a visit to, uh, to CAD though, through uh freshman exploratory, I, I got help. And I, uh, I crafted a pretty mean uh, Kansas Jayhawk that actually it's still pretty cool. I, uh, I think I still have it somewhere in, uh, in my possessions. It hung up on my wall for, for the longest time. Um, and actually, it's pretty, it's pretty realistic. On a scale like 1 to 10 in relating it to the actual logo, I'd give it at least, at least an 8, if not an 8.5. Yeah, that's that's the cool thing about like uh, the method they teach you there is uh, grid drawing. So essentially, it's dissecting a picture into being a certain number of grids and then putting that grid, translating it to a larger piece of paper and only drawing what's in that particular grid for a, for an outline of, of your thing. Um, I drew one of my friends one time uh, a picture of two horses that actually came up pretty realistically. Or zebras, actually. They were zebras, not horses. Uh, okay, is a zebra a white horse with black stripes, or is it a black horse with white stripes? Uh, I believe that the skin of a zebra is black. So technically black with white stripes. Let's find out. Yeah. Is a zebra I forget black? what I drew for that. Zebras are generally thought to have white coats with black stripes. That is because if you look at most zebras, the stripes end on their belly and toward the inside of their legs, while the rest of the zebra is white. Oh, but as it turns out, zebras have black skin under their hair. Zebras are kind of cool, dude. Zebras are a mystery. Would you would you ever own a zebra? Yeah, I feel like I would. 
It's essentially a miniature horse. Kind of cool. Yeah, I never, I've never really thought about thought about zebras in that, you know, but oh. that's like one of those great life questions, right? What came first, the chicken or the egg? The egg. What was around to lay the egg? Whatever chickens evolved from. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. So, all right. Well, that'll do it for us here on uh, episode 21. Bill, any uh, closing words for the people at home? Uh, eat your vegetables. Okay. I haven't been uh, eating vegetables recently and, uh, why not? Let's just say my, my works bathroom is not very appreciative of that. Oh God, your works bathroom and the people that use that workspace around there probably aren't very happy with it either. I had a, I had a situation the other day where, uh, I walked in as the cleaning lady was walking out. Oh boy. I gave her a pat on the back and said, I'm so sorry. You actually gave her a pat on the back. No, no. <laughs> I, would, I would never do that. But I just felt bad because I was like, that lady knows there's some damage about to go some, get something bad about to go down in this establishment. They always clean them like right at eleven o'clock. And eleven o'clock is always the worst time for them to clean them for me. Yeah, because that's that morning when coffee's like, kicked in. Right, exactly. All my and and my breakfast and everything has been digested and pretty settled and processed through my body. I don't really got a really fast metabolism, so. You know, my, my body takes its time. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Words of advice from Bill this week. Eat your vegetables. Don't end up like him in that work bathroom. Eat your vegetables. You don't get stinky poo. <laughs> so, well, that'll do it for us here again. Find us on all our socials. Let, reach out to us. Chat with us. We like to hear from everybody out there. Uh, again, head on over to our Instagram. Take part in our latest discussion poll. Uh, what is your all-time favorite television theme music? Uh, and we will be sure to share the best of as we get along. Um, again, it's Friday. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. You made it through uh, what is usually a pretty long and uh, grueling work week coming off a long weekend. Um, if you were able to have a long weekend, unlike Bill. Um, but, you know, at the end of it, we're here again. We've made it to Friday. Enjoy your weekend, and uh, we will talk to you guys soon. And as always, remember, life is always better with a drink on the rocks. Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Eat your vegetables.